little bit. Keep playing. I agree with them that we can set the atmosphere right now. Repeat after me. I rebuke the devil in the name of Jesus. Right now, Lord, fill this place and start with me. Now say, yes. Come on now. Say, yes. Come on now. Yes. Lord, yes. Lord, fill. Lord, take over in the mighty name of Jesus. Philippians and we're going to read and I'm going to stop and we're going to try to give clarity to the mind of Paul as he is writing this to the church of Philippians. Family, my brethren, the fact that Paul says brethren he is talking to Christians. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. We are the children of God. And now watch it. Everybody is not children. You must be born again in the spirit of God in order to be called his child. Everybody else is his creation. So he's speaking to us. Rejoice. In the Lord, rejoice right now. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. <laughs> For me to write the same thing to you is not tedious, but for you it is safe. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Be, 
where a mutilation for we are the circumcised who worship God in the spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. That's enough. What is happening is that Paul is in jail and he's still rejoicing. He's in dungeon and he is connected to a soldier, to a Roman soldier, but even that could not stop his joy. <laughs> he is concerned about his brothers and sisters in Philippi because what has been happening is Judaizers have been coming in where Paul has left and they are teaching that not only do you need Jesus, but you need to work for your salvation. That philosophy, that teaching is alive and well today. It's, it, is a, it, is, it is real in, in religious churches where religion is about what you do. Listen to Paul how, how, how serious he is. He says, beware of dogs, beware of evil workers, beware of those who cut themselves or mutilate themselves or, or even, and what he's talking about is fleshly circumcision. They were saying, you must go back to Judaism. It's Jesus plus. That doesn't sound like much. But that teaching is saying this, that Jesus wasn't enough. After all he did, all that he paid, after all the sacrifice he made, and, and, and I hate to say this, but if we're not careful in our thinking, we think that we're adding to our salvation. We think God owes us something. Listen, listen, I'm not saying that we should go out there and live anyway, but what's the reason you live in the way you live? Is it because you're working toward salvation or you're working from salvation? He, he came up with the same thing in the church of Galatia. And in the church of Galatia, Galatians chapter 1, he tells them, he said, if anyone else preach a different gospel than the one that I have delivered to them, let them be anathia. That's a Greek word that means condemned, doomed, damned. Then he came back and said it a second time because of the importance of it. Don't let no one take your faith, your eyes off of Jesus. I don't care who they are, even if it's me, myself. No, it's Jesus and him only that you got your salvation. 
church is under attack. This word deconstruction, I'm really stealing it from what is happening in society today where, where Christians are, who don't know Jesus, they got religion and they are deconstructing their faith piece by piece saying it doesn't work from them. Listen, the only way Jesus doesn't work is that you don't know him. Because if you know him, if he has stepped in right on top, if he has walked you through your downs and your ups, you know without a shadow of a doubt that Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to you. That's why it's so important that we move idols out of the way. That's why it's so important that the word challenges our belief system and constantly help us to see Jesus in every aspect of our lives. Here he is coming among those that knew him and saw him. And the Bible says that he could not do many miracles. And one translation said, because of their attitude. Your attitude can get you stuck. One thing that I'm constantly learning is this. That my pride cannot stand in the way of me receiving his truth. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but let me, let me take it in a little bit deeper. These Judaism, these Judaizers was prideful about being Jews. And what they didn't understand, they was chosen to bring in the law, the word of God, but all of it pointed towards Jesus. Romans chapter 10 says that in Jesus is the end of the law. Let me explain what that means. He's not saying that, 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 that we don't go by the Ten Commandments. It's that you're not saved by it. He says the Ten Commandments and the whole Old Testament, New Testament is pointing towards him. It was showing us that we all have fallen short of the glory of God. You know, you know how can I say this? We all look good comparing ourselves to somebody else. We have selective choosing. We make ourselves look good by looking at somebody we think we better than. But the truth of the matter is, God does not look at things the way we look at things. You may think you're okay, but you may be a Pharisee who think you better than what you are. I, I believe, I believe that, that the gospel of Jesus Christ is the great equalizer. What you mean by that? 
it, it, those that have been beat down and trotted down and you don't think that you're much, it lifts you up and tells you you're a child of God, that you're chosen, that you're picked, that God loves you in spite of you and God has qualified you. Somebody ought to say amen. But those of us who think we better than what we are, it brings you down and say, you're a wretch undone that needs a savior just like everybody else. <laughs> sure. You can't thump your nose at nobody. See, your sin may not be my sin, but you got to sin somewhere. That's why, hold on, we got to be careful in our thinking and in our talking because many times when we are criticizing somebody else, we don't know how we look before God. I thank God for grace. I thank God for Jesus. Because none of us never would have made, you know, you know, we ought to be the most joyful, the most excited people on the face of the earth. There's no excuse for us to be looking like we sucking on lemons when we've been saved by the grace of God and we know our destiny. Oh, 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 oh. it may not be doing good right now, but wait a minute. I, I waited on God because he said if I humble myself under the mighty hand of God in due time, in set time, he will lift me if I keep my eyes on him. The motive behind those that are coming to them was to put them beneath them, to have them serve them, to have them look up to them. One of the things we constantly got to check is why we do what we do. It isn't out of love for the Lord and love for people. I can even preach from a wrong motive. But most of the time, if you watch people, you can tell even if they're doing right or saying right, there's something wrong. Because <laughs> if it's not with love, by love, something's wrong. You know, you know, you, you got to get before God to get your heart right. Oh, 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 oh. See, folks will get on your last nerve. Folks will give you a reason why to be mad at them. And you can't let that settle. You can't let that become hard. Why? Because that will get in the way of love coming in and love going out. I think that, that if we love better, that there'll be more people rushing in church. You know why they go to bars and happy time? Because when you drunk, I love everybody. <laughs> now that's not under the Holy Spirit, 
that's after another spirit. And it's not the real type of love. But they don't say, set it up for everybody. But in the church, but in the church, they ought to meet Jesus. When somebody sitting next to you, is there an overflow of the Holy Spirit? Are you changing the atmosphere because you came in here with the right motive and right attitude? Do you have an expectation not only to bless, to get blessed, but to be a blessing? Paul is saying these Judaizers, their, their, their motive is wrong. Their attitude is wrong. It's not out of, they're talking religion, but behind their teaching has nothing to do with the Spirit of God. In America, in, in, in these days, dogs are beloved, but back then, dogs were scavengers. Back then, dogs were despised. Back then, when somebody called you a dog, that was fighting words. <laughs> they, 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 they had dogs that, that helped the shepherd tend the sheep, but dogs in the city were scavengers. And if you wasn't careful and you got caught by yourself, they, they, they become a pack of wolves. Look what he says. He said, beware of dog, beware of, listen, evil workers. I said, their, their work looks good, but their motives. One of the things that we constantly have to ask God, Lord, give me discernment. With everything on TikTok, with everything on Instagram, I mean, you can find whatever you want. Sometimes like, people send me something on TikTok, and they say, this sounds good, and it'd be way off. They got the Bible, they're quoting verses, they quote, but, but they don't got the whole concept of the Bible. They take a one verse out of context. And listen, and if you don't know your stuff, you can't listen to everybody. If you don't have a strong foundation, There is a statue in Daniels, and the reason why it seems strange is because it is the statue of the Roman Empire, and it was before the Roman Empire was about, and the legs was iron, but the part of the feet and the toes was clay. The problem with that is clay and iron don't mix. Which means then that this statue, though its feet is there, its feet is not capable of holding the weight of the statue. My, my, my question to you, is your foundation strong enough to hold you? Is 
Is your belief system really based on the word of God? Anything that we exalt above, watch this, not only Christ, but his teaching. Because you know what we do? We pick. I accept this, but I don't want that. Uh, I'll do this, but I do what I want to do over here. And, and, and what we are doing, we are mixing clay with iron. And Jesus says that when the rain comes. When the storm comes. Listen, 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 listen. Unless you are standing on Jesus and he is the foundation in those areas in your life when the trouble comes and trouble will come because our faith has to be tested. Turn, turn to your neighbor. Turn to your neighbor. It has to be tested. It's not maybe it's going to be tested. No, real faith is going to be tested. The devil is going to challenge God at your faith. That's what he did with Job. So why won't he do with you? Listen, and God knows where we stand. And watch this. God will allow certain things to happen so that you can see you didn't know. Or you didn't believe. Help me, Lord. When stuff doesn't go your way, how do you react? When it seems like all hell was broken loose, what are the first words out your mouth? Oh, I know, I, I know. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just curl your toes up just a little bit. Just. Just a little bit. Do you go from praising Freddie to cussing Freddie? Let me come over here. Let me talk to them. Do Sunday morning talk goes to beep, 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 beep? Because when we are squeezed, when we are squeezed, what is in us comes out of us. Now watch this. And God will allow it by his grace so I will recognize, so that you will recognize that we need to get stronger. That we are not where we thought we were. That maybe some of Sunday morning ain't Monday morning. I've been challenged. You will be challenged. You'll be challenged by people. You'll be challenged by things, by situations. And Paul is saying to them, what they are teaching you won't stand. It's full of pride. Let me, let, me, let me show you. They were saying, we are able to keep the law. So you're able to keep the law. 
And when you're doing this by works, it makes you feel good. That's ego. That's pride. What's, what's constantly happening in, in chasing God is when God turns on more of the light by his dimmer, I see more of what we're not like him. This is my response. Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive us because we did not know. The standard is God. And God is so transcendent. And when I say transcendent, that means far and beyond. There's no measurement. There's no, there's no calculation. There's no, and, and, and what we see is so little of him that because in our flesh we can't take him. I hear ministers say sometimes I hear this in teaching, and, and, and it's a disclaimer. They say, well, well, God can't touch sin as though sin is going to contaminate God. No, God can't touch sinners because you burn up. Matter of fact, he did touch us, but it was grace and mercy because if he didn't touch you, you would still be unsaved. Now tell us that you don't put God in a low place. God is so high. He's so wide. He's so deep. God is God all by himself. And even if you lift him up as high as you can, it's still not high enough. He's higher than that. He's bigger than that. He's greater than that. He's mightier than that. He's God. So, so anything that breaks him less thin, any teaching that makes him less thin, anything that takes away from the mighty grace of Jesus of, and the price he paid for us as though he needed help, if we could have done it, Jesus wouldn't have died. Don't you hear him say, let this cup, and there's another way, Lord, because I don't want to pay the judgment for them. So if there's another way to save them, let's do it that way. But if it's not, here I am. Someone said, Man, you, you always talk about Jesus. I said, yeah, what else is there to talk about? <laughs> I, I, must, I must have been pretty bad. Because when I think he came and got me. I, 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 I review sometimes. And, and I know the extent God had to go to get me. And I said, Lord, I said that? Yes, sir. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Don't 
and I become ashamed because I knew. How far <laughs> did he have to go? Well, how low did he have to stoop? <laughs> how low did he have to stoop? Because since we couldn't rise up, he stooped down. And when you recognize that, it changes you. Jesus in, 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 in the Gospel of John 15 says, listen, not if you want to be saved, obey me. Not to be good, obey me. But if you really love me. <laughs> what I realize is, is, is that if you keep on walking in grace, walking in knowledge, you see more of him, and you can't help but fall in love with him. Hold on, watch now. Hold on, let me, let me just go there with all of us. How we act, what we do, determine how much we really love him. Right or wrong, no, you either saved or you not. You either in Christ or you're not. You either covered by the blood or you're not. Okay? But something's wrong if you cover, but you act like you're not. You know what that is? That's a love problem. He is constantly trying to show you and I how much, how Deep. He loves us. Paul has gone to the place of, of anger because he loves this church that he has built up. And he said, and those that are coming and their heart is wrong, their motive is wrong. And he says, let them be internally doomed because you messing with my children. When the Bible says God is jealous, it's the same thing. God said, you're my children, and those, and Satan means you bad, and I got my best intent for you, and because you're mine, I'm jealous unless you let somebody steal you. Did you know this is a love relationship? Did you know that the more he shows you, the more he blow you mind? <laughs> Listen, that's why you can't walk around like you a peacock. <laughs> it, it, it's, 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 it's grace. It's great. I, I, I declare mercy kept you <laughs> till grace could catch you. Hallelujah. And what I mean by that is you and I did things that deserve judgment. And the reason why God didn't judge us when we was unsaved, that was mercy. That was God holding back. 
what we deserve. I'm not talking about some of us. I'm talking about all of us. You may not have been the hellion I was, but you were the hellion. <laughs> but mercy said, no, 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 no. God, God, God's holiness was to judge us. But God's love said, I'm not ready for you to judge them. And, and, and the psalmist says in, in the 23rd Psalm says this. He said, and, and, says, and, and love and mercy follow me. No, in the Greek, it's, in the Hebrew, it, means he, it chased me. Wasn't even looking his way. And like two dogs chasing me to knit me back in place. Oh, I thank God for the doors he shut on us. I thank God for he didn't allow us to go where we wanted to go. I thank God he stepped in. That's love. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I'm just, you gotta forgive me, I'm tired, and when I get tired, I go crazy, and I'm trying to contain myself. He says, we are the circle. He said, he said, now watch this. The evidence that you know that you are saved, there have been stuff cut away. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. <laughs> listen, he said, he said, he's still cutting. But there's some stuff that I used to do, I don't do no more. Hold on, I don't even have the desire to do it. Hold on, I look at folks that is doing what I used to do, and I'm ashamed I used to be a part of that. I say, really? That was me? I did that? And then I go to a, prayer, a praise break. Lord, thank you. God literally through the spirit cuts away. Now wait a minute. Then why don't we trust him to cut the rest of it? At some point, we become in partnership with him. So, Lord, I don't want to hurt you no more. And it seems like my desire for this is more than my desire for you. Y'all get that? Oh, you, hey, listen. I'm going to be truthful with you because God is truthful with me. And when God shows me me, I'm going to show you you. <laughs> So we all in this together. And when God said that to me, I said, no, Lord. He said, then why you keep choosing that? Lord, teach me to love you more. Teach me to know that you're everything I need. Where, 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 where we at? Okay. Here, David, bad boy, love David. 
But when he should have been fighting, he get bored. And when you're not busy doing what the Lord has assigned you to do, it is a setup from Satan that your mind start wondering. <laughs> Hold on. You start wondering, then you start wondering. Whenever your mind is going astray, you will start wondering, then you start wondering. And he went up on top of the, and, 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 and that's where they took baths. Bathsheba isn't wrong. That's where they took their baths. What got me is this. After the sin, God says to David, why did you despise my word? Then he comes back and say, why did you despise me? I said, uh-uh, Lord. What you mean he despised you? He says, I am my word. I am the Ten Commandments. That's the, that's the expression of my character is love. And whenever you don't love, you're not expressing the character of God. Hey, hold on. Hold on. Let me break. Can I break this down for you? Let me break it down for you. When my motive, no matter what I do, is not loving the other person and putting them before myself, I'm wrong. That's what Jesus did. That's his character. Then, then God said, David, you, look, you knew the truth and you did this. Then he said to David, if, if what I have given you wasn't enough, all you had to do, <laughs> all you had to do was ask. You know what? I discovered some of our problems, we don't ask. Ask me why. Tell me what's going on. Trust me enough to bring me the problem. Haven't I done everything else for you? Won't I see about you? I may not do it the way you wanted to do it. Hold on. Let me, let me finish this up. Let me finish this up. Let me finish this up. Uh, 2 King chapter 5. Naaman is a great warrior. He'll bash shut your mouth. Matter of fact, he is the captain of his king's army. He only got one problem. He has leprosy. He has a Jewish slave girl who said, I wish you would go see one of the prophets in Israel because he could heal you. He said, say what? <laughs> so he goes to the king, king sends a letter to the king of Judah. King of Judah gets scared because, because the Syrians are greater than him. And he said, he sends a letter to Elisha and he said, you, you, you need to heal him. So, 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 you know, you know, he, he bad boy. He come off his army. He, he put on his best fighting outfit. He got his best 
horse. He's full of pride. He said, and, and this is what he's thinking about. He's going to come out and he's going to come over me because dignity meets dignity. And he's going to wave his hand over me and I'm going to be here. He comes to Elisha that, Elisha, don't even come out the house. He, he said, he said, he said, he said, he says, this servant out, tell him, go and dip seven times in the dirty Jordan River. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. In the filthy Jordan River, tell him to dump seven times. You know what? God will always put his finger on our pride. I'm better than that. I ain't going to serve that. God will make you serve who you think you better than. You and I need to be humble. Part of the reason why God is not answering some of our prayers because we're not obedient, not to something hard, but to something simple because we think we're better than that. He rode away. Oh, he mad. He mad. They even come out to see me. They even come my way. Then he telling me to go bathe in the dirty Jordan River. Don't we got better, cleaner rivers that I can bathe in where I came from? And, 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 and he must have been good because there are some soldiers behind us that, Master, if he told you something's hard, you would have did it. He asked you to do something that you're capable of. Okay, I'm going to stop. Okay, let me dig in this a little bit more. Ephesians chapter 2 says, he said, you're saved by grace wherewith you can't boast. Know what God's saying? If I don't totally do it, you think you did it. <laughs> he says, matter of fact, you take credit from me all the time and think you did it. So I'm sure I ain't going to let you take credit for your own salvation. He's humbling us. And the more we recognize how great he is, the more praise we're going to give him. We make this thing about everything else, and it's not about everything else. It's about him. He challenges us at our core. He humbles us at our core. That, 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 that when we come, I don't mind bowing. I don't mind worshiping. Know why I preach the way I preach like I'm crazy? Because I ran the streets like I was crazy. And I told God, I will not give you less 
than what I gave the devil. So since I was crazy out there, I'm going to be crazy in here. Let them think I'm crazy. I am crazy. But now I'm crazy for Jesus. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, so here he goes. He gets in the water. He dips. Ain't nothing happened. He dip again. Ain't nothing changed. He dip again. And, you know, he's getting ready to walk. I said, no, no. No, 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 no. He says seven. <laughs> God, <laughs> he has a set time in a set way that doesn't make sense to you and I. Israel today is set between the Mediterranean Sea, enemies to the north, enemies to the east, enemies to the south, and God got them in a place where they need him. God will, he, he will, he will put us up against the wall. And there's no room, there's no wiggle room. And, and he will, he will set you in a place that no matter which way you look, all you see is trouble. He'll put you in a place where the only thing you could do is look up. Is there anybody in the house looking up? Is there anybody know that only God is your help? Is there anybody in the house that knows he is it? He's the only one. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! God is a midnight God. Paul and Silas is wood with metal rods. And here they are. It said, they said, if you let them get free. So the keeper of the jailhouse took them in the inner sanctuary. Listen, not the outer sanctuary. The inner sanctuary that is pit black. He put them in stocks, had them lay on the back that is open. But I said, at midnight. Hallelujah. Hold on. I was talking about. So, so they said, do it seven times. He went there, and on the seventh time, he was changed. Here they are in stocks, bleeding open wounds and pitch darkness. And they said, well, instead of wasting time, let's sing and praise God. How, I want you to think of this theology. They wasn't mad. They wasn't fussing. They wasn't complaining. The children of Israel God had delivered them out of Egypt, and now they had a place where they wanted water. And, 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 the God, and God said, and this is what Jesus says to Satan when he said, jump. He said, don't tempt God. He's coming out of Deuteronomy 15, and what he's saying is this. He said, he said, he said, he said, he said, he said do not put on God what he did not promise you. 
does not require of God what you want. There's some Naamans in the house. There's some children of Israel in the house where we are complaining because God didn't do it our way. We expect God to be our bellhop, our genie. We rub it three times and I get my wish. And because God's way is not our way, we miss our blessing because we walk away for attitude instead of waiting on him. Oh, I know you've been there. Why? Because I've been there. We all been there. And God is humbling us to come to the place that we trust his heart towards us that in spite of whatever anybody else does, he knows us and he got the best for us. At some point, we quit questioning and say, Lord, I trust you. I quit complaining about being in a place that I don't like, but I'm looking to the hills from which cometh my help. I think Paul and Sally had a reason to complain. And they, I think something the sound of water, but they said, guess what? We wouldn't be here if God didn't allow it. Before it got to us, it had to come through him, so there must be a purpose in it. So let's use our faith, reach beyond our situation, and start saying, thank you. I pray. Hold on, hold on. Everybody in the jailhouse was supposed to be sleeping, but they are awakened by their praise. It says, it says, it says, it says, here they are in the jailhouse, Acts 16, and, and, and an earthquake shakes the whole place, but it wasn't the quake of an earthquake, it was the pattern of God's foot stomping at the praise of his children. And the whole house, they shook the atmosphere. And the whole house shook. And everything came open. No, no, I, and I'm done. You know what I'm surprised of? Nobody ran out. Uh, all the cells open. All the Chains fell off. You know what I think? This is just me. I think that there was the manifestation of the presence of God that had entered into the praise of Paul Silas because he said, where two or three are gathered, I am in the Look, I'm, I'm shutting it. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Know what I discovered? When I let God in, it doesn't matter what else is going on around me. When, when, when he visits my situation, it's heaven on earth. When, when he shows up, he shows out. God, there's times when God don't have to change us or get us out. 
All you have to do is just visit us where we are. Manifest your presence. Because where your presence is, is where I want to be. Lord, take us higher. Lord, Lord, do it again. Lord, come visit us no matter where you at. Because where we at, if you're there, is heaven on. The jailer said, get ready to kill yourself. Pastor, don't kill yourself. We all here. Because <laughs> the presence of God is here. And the jailers came in and said, what must I do? You and I have no clue the power and effect we will have if we just trust in you. I believe that some of our children, some of our grandchildren, God will just work on more when we just, you know what the secret is? I didn't know this. I thought that my dad and mom didn't know, but my dad would go up to Ebenezer and tell Ebenezer, pray for Tracy. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I had them, D did he? I thought I had them psyched out. But when you're in touch with God, God said, pray for this. Keep praying for it. I have a set time for it. But trust me while you're waiting. And when I do it, you're going to know it was nobody but me. Give God some praise in my heart. I don't know what you're waiting on. I don't know what God is saying to you. But what I know and all that I know is that it's Jesus. And when we allow any and everything else to take his place, we don't see his power. We don't see his peace. We don't know the joy of the Lord. Some of us is blaming God, and it's not God, it's you, it's me. He's calling us higher. He's calling us closer. He wants us to see him like we have never seen him before. Oh, he's good. Oh, he's mighty. Oh, he's God. Oh, bye. There's preachers there that you can talk to. There's ladies there that you can pray with, and they will talk to you. At home, if you say, Lord, come into my life, he will come in. You can call the 513-451-31. He wants to save you more than you want to be saved. He's just that good. He's, he's just that love.
Father, we stand here in the need of you. And Lord, no matter where we are, no, no matter where we are and what, we need to see you more. Father, help us to trust you when we don't understand. Help us to be obedient just because we love you. Lord, help us to fall more and more in love with Jesus. Oh, oh, help us to see how marvelous. Help us to see how good. Help us to see how loving he is for us. Lord, 